Welcome to the Jim and D podcast. That was all you have to do. All <laughs> that was all I have to do is dream. Originally performed by the Everly Brothers, and uh, however, that was the Jim and D version of uh, that song, and one of our favorite and most played songs. Uh, there aren't many shows that don't get at least one Everly Brothers song uh, played live. So, um, and that one is right there at the top of the list. Uh, Probably one of the best known Everly Brothers songs out there. Okay, the next song is going to be by someone who actually came on the scene about the same time. Um, I think the Everly Brothers first hit the scene in 1957. I believe that's roughly around the time that Rick Nelson, Ricky Nelson as he was known, uh, started off. And uh, Rick Nelson was a big influence on me. I used to uh, love to turn into Ozzy and Harriet, at least for the last five minutes of the show every week, because that's the part when Rick would sing a song with his band. And so I used to love to tune in for the last few minutes. Uh, seems to me, I could be mistaken, but it seems to me it might have been on at one point. It might have been on right across from uh, the Twilight Zone or something. It was something else <laughs> that I, I like to watch, and I would just turn off at the very end to turn and try to catch Rick Nelson. But um, the th- other significant thing for me was that my very first uh, music uh, purchase uh, was a Rick Nelson single, and it was it was uh, cool because it was a two-sided hit, and um, I didn't know that was uncommon at the time because that's the first one I ever bought, but both sides of this uh, 45 were big hits for Rick Nelson, and uh, I'm going to do one of those 
tonight. I'm going to play one of those that I, that we've just recently recorded. And uh, it was a two-sided hit that had Hello, Mary Lou on one side and Traveling Man on the other. And so I've just uh, done a recording of Traveling Man. And I, I might do Hello, Mary Lou, but it has uh, it's got a harder guitar solo for me to play. So, <laughs> so I don't know if I can pull that one off or not. Uh, Rick Nelson had a really good guitar player, a guy named James Burton. Um, and he was so good that Ozzy, now he was young, he was uh, maybe around Ricky's age or a year or two older or something like that, but he was around Ricky's age, and uh, Ozzy uh, recognized a good talent when he saw it. After all, he had been a band leader, and uh, when he uh, got James Burton signed up, he he wanted to keep him. So uh, about the time that uh, Ricky was starting to work with James Burton, uh, Rick's older brother, David, moved out of the house, not on the TV show, but in real life. And so they had an extra bedroom. And so Ozzy, <laughs> Ozzy moved James Burton into <laughs> Davy's room to keep him around. <laughs> and uh, I thought that was pretty cool. And uh, so we're going to do, uh, I'm going to play you now the, re- the recording we've done of this uh, song called Traveling Man. And so here's my version of Traveling Man. Jim's getting to have time in the studio and we're getting to actually record some of these songs that we sing live so often. He was talking about Hello, Mary Lou and Hello, Mary Lou was my uh, 
It was my introduction into percussion. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, when we started singing together as a duo, and it became evident really quick that I needed to be doing something besides just sitting there like a lump while Jim played the guitar. And uh, so we started trying different uh, percussive instruments. And it took me a while to get comfortable, but I remember trying to learn the, the rhythm of the cowbell part for <laughs> Hello, Mary Lou. Almost well, that's great. killed we, me. Yeah, we didn't play Hello, Mary Lou, but I can try maybe get that one ready for next week, and then you can talk about your cowbell experience. More cowbell. Okay, so... Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> well, the next song we want to do, I'm sure Jim will have uh, some to say about this. Um, it's a song that uh, the memories of writing this song, um, I believe, were was around 1974, late late 73, um, and I think we were expecting our first daughter and. I was having a little problem with the pregnancy and had to stay in bed for a while. And we got some songs written during that time when uh, I couldn't do much except lay around. And uh, so so I, I, I recall Starlight, Starbright being one of those songs that we wrote while huh. I was hanging out. And Jim would sit on the end of the bed <laughs> and show me his ideas and we'd write songs. Uh, <clears throat> And it was also at, at, during that time that uh, that we wrote the first parts of a, of a children's book that we wrote called Grandmother's Heart, and all that ties into Starlight Starbright because we were we're in a ministry that was you know really heavy duty like a lot of A.W. Tozer stuff, and, and Jim and I always had this love for children's books. and um, He introduced me to the Chronicles of Narnia, and I love those. And I, uh, Jim's favorite series is a series called uh, Fre the Freddy the Pig books. Mm -hmm. and, um, <laughs> and we really liked um, Mary Norton, and her like she's the one who wrote Bedknobs and Broomsticks, and she also wrote... A series of books uh, about these little people called the borrowers and they've made movies and tv shows out of those since then um, but so this song is starlight starbright is kind of a coming of age song about when trying to process all the what's real and what's not and uh and it was a fun song to write because we got to put all our favorite children's book characters into it yeah, it was um, it was from it was written in uh, from perspective of someone like me who grew up without any religious upbringing whatsoever and uh, didn't know anything about if there was a God or if God is real or anything like that. So it's kind of written uh, from the perspective of a child that I would have been uh, when this song was written. And uh, we're gonna play this one for you right now. And uh, let me uh, get the guitar. And here we go. Hang on. Starlight, star bright, first star I see tonight. If only I could have the wish I'm wishing tonight. Grew up in a world of make believe. Now I find far behind 
great detective And the Bean Home News was deserving to be read Pod and Homily Arietti borrowers three They could live in a boot Underneath a tree The world of Narnia that I took to be so real Well, it's gone Yes, it's gone Is God real or is he just another myth? If only I could know for sure that that would be my wish I'll search till I know if he is there or not And if he is, to him I'll give everything I've Alright, so that's Starlight Starbright. Most of you, or at least a great many of you, have probably heard of The Borrowers. You may have seen the uh, the movie that was out, you know, 10, 15 years ago, but even farther back there was a TV show. The TV show was really uh, better because the TV show was much more like the book. It had Eddie Albert playing the part of Pod, who was the father and the, the husband in that, in that family. Uh, but you may not have heard of Freddy the Pig, but you probably have heard of, there's something else uh, there's something else for which um, that author is much more famous for. Um, the author of those books is a guy named Walter R. Brooks. He started writing the Freddie books back around I, I think it was maybe 1932 and and he wrote he wrote them up until the mid or late 50s and um, there was a lot of, I don't know how many books, there's at least 20 books, I don't know, I'd have to go out on my shelf and look, but there's a lot of books. Prolific. He was, yeah, he prolific, but the thing that he's most famous for was a TV show that uh, you might have seen from the 60s, and it's probably one of those that's on TV land or something. It was a TV show called Mr. Ed. Walter R. Brooks was the the guy who came up with the, uh, the concept for uh, the Mr. Ed TV show with the talking horse, and so you might have known him from that, but... Anyway, yeah, if you haven't found Freddy, you can you can, you can possibly still find him in the libraries, but it's a it's a cool series. So where's the, was there a connection between Walter R. Brooks and Francis the Talking Mule? No. No, just no. directly to Mr. Ed. Yep. Yep. That, Francis was another another thing altogether. I have all the Francis movies by the way too. If you haven't seen Francis the Talking Mule, you got to look on that. over. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Most of them were Donald O'Connor. Although, why we got some on tour. Do you remember what happened to that box we got a box that had all of them in it i don't know haven't found it yet. Uh, haven't finished unpacking don't tell leonard i know yeah. <laughs> yikes i gotta find that box uh but anyway so for our um let's see no for the next song you're gonna you're gonna do the next one okay well our friend winky says that if this song had been written by a guy he would like to do this song. <laughs> <laughs> but he's really good at rewriting lyrics, so um, he has my permission to rewrite the lyrics anytime <laughs> he wants. <laughs> but this next song is called Till He Comes Back Home, and it is um, very loosely based on my life. 
um, uh, it started off with a little truth and then spun off <laughs> very soon. Sort of a Larry Norman a kind of <laughs> composition right. here. Right. <laughs> so listen to the lyrics of this song. My, my father actually was uh, what people would call a Yankee. He was from the North. My mother actually was born in South Texas here, even though uh, she went to California by the time she was in high school. And um, so that part is true. Most of the rest of the song is uh, in uh, an evangelistic um, <laughs> storytelling adventure that uh, that quickly loses touch with my personal life. But, um, but it did have a lot of things to do with people. Uh, when I wrote the song, I was um, ministering on the street and met so many young women who um, who were an inspiration uh, for big parts of this song. And so here it is, Till He Comes Back Home. Oh, wait, before I play it, there are some of you who are going to say, wait, I've heard this song before. Yes, it was on our very first album that we did in 19... 19- 1973 so it's available on vinyl but this is this is not the old scratchy record version this is a new recording that we did recently which i tried to stay fairly true to the original though i added a few extra parts but uh yeah now now i can play it here we go my father was a yankee from the north my mother was a southern man it's a good thing the war was over by then i didn't get She'd say it's all right till he comes back home. I finally got out on my own, learned the fending for myself. And I took care of number one. You know I did it very well. The men would come, the men would go. It seemed all right to me. I'd say it's all right till he comes back home. comes back home. Well, I think that's going to just about do it for us for today's podcast. I don't know how long we went, but Jim will let me know when he's uh, when he's got it all ready to upload. Thanks for joining us. Um, go ahead and and uh, if you haven't already, visit our YouTube channel. Um, I thought you were going to say something else about the song. No? 
No. Okay. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Just keep going. If I, if I was going to, it, it's gone out of the, okay. it's gone into the ether. Okay. Um, <laughs> but I was just thinking that it, if you have not ex- experienced some of the things on our YouTube channel, after we air these podcasts, Jim has faithfully been putting these up um, with the lyrics and... The songs, you the, mean. Yeah, the songs. Um, and uh, somewhat, I think it's cool. We've got... Somewhat faithfully. <laughs> somewhat faithfully. And... Uh, the lyrics are there, and the and there's lots to choose from. Uh, uh, I think almost all of our at home with Jim and D streaming shows are there. Both seasons of that. I think those all made it up there. And um, so, and and lots more besides. So we are working um, as we do this. We're sharing these things with you. It's it's helping us to uh, wrap up and finish up some songs that we've been wanting to work on for a long time. So uh, there you have it. Visit our YouTube channel and we will see you next time. 